0: Welcome into just another sports podcast here on the Sports Objective Broadcasting Podcasting (laughs) Network. I am your host, Kyle from LaGrange Barber, joined as always by my co-host, the one and only ladies and gentlemen from Alaska, North Carolina, (laughs) a.k.a. Virginia. It is the head coach of Northeast Academy, Mr. Stevie Fly. Stevie, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, bud. How you doing?
0: Hey, man. It's a Wednesday night. Getting ready for college football for the weekend. Uh, Kick it off tomorrow night. The Thursday night game this week, I guess because the NFL kicking off Thursday night action because yeah. so the Thursday night college game kind of sucks. It's Louisville and Murray State, but uh, mm-hmm. it's something to watch um, as we as we get ready for this weekend for East Carolina and Marshall. And Stevie, we're joined here in the first half hour of the show by a man who played – God, every year he was here. He was a true freshman in 08, graduated in 2012. Every year he was here, we played the Marshall Thunder and heard back in the Conference USA days. Uh, Mr. Andrew Bodenheimer. Andrew, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on. No, absolutely. Um, Thank you for being here,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll start off briefly here talking about just your career and how you got to ECU. We want to focus really on a lot of those Marshall games with us playing Marshall this weekend. But tell tell us how you got here. You you came here in 08. Uh, you recruited out of high school. I'm guessing by Skip Holtz. Who who was who's the assistant coach that recruited you?
2: Um, so it was actually uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick uh, was was my um, my recruiter. Um, he. You know, he recruited me uh, pretty hard. Ended up, uh, you know, I was a preferred walk-on, um, and got a chance to, uh, you know, to report to camp with everyone and, and start with the team. Uh, so that was, you know, that was huge for me just to be able to to learn and, and uh, you know grow as as a player. Um, you know, he he really wanted me. Uh, he really wanted to, to offer me, but just wasn't able uh, with with the whole staff, what the direction they wanted to go uh, towards. Um, so. Walked on and uh, you know, ended up uh, earning a spot. But yeah, Coach Kirkpatrick was uh, a key piece of, of you know the reason uh, that I decided to go to ECU. Uh, you know, in addition to the fact that uh you know my family was a was a pirate family. So Donnie K. was your recruiter, your preferred
0: walk on. At what point did you get on scholarship?
2: Um, when the new staff came in, uh, the, the summer, um, before my, um, red shirt sophomore year, um, they announced I was on scholarship, uh, right before camp. What did, what did that mean to you
0: personally getting on scholarship coming from a walk-on?
2: I mean, man, it was, it was huge. Um, I knew, uh, deep down that, that I belonged there and and I knew that I could play at that level. Um, and it just, it, it, meant a lot to me, um, you know, because I had to, come in and earn everything, you know, obviously even on scholarship, you got to earn your playing time. You got to earn, you know, everything once you're there, but uh, it just meant so much to me to, to to see my hard work actually pay off. And I think even more than that, it was important to me to, you know, to show my parents that I appreciated, you know, what they did for me and, you know, the ability to go to school and, and my parents were able to, you know, to pay for school for me to get the opportunity to get a scholarship. And I think that for me, it was, Kind of a, a thank you to to my parents, and you know, um, you know, I just I lost my father this um, this past year, um, so you know, just thinking about what you know he meant to me and how proud I know he he was of me. Um, that it you know it was it was huge for me to to you know uh, get that accomplishment and and you know continue to play. That was just the beginning. Um, I wasn't satisfied once I you know was on scholarship. Yeah, Andrew, you
0: talk about losing your dad. We can identify with that. Um, yeah. yeah. Stevie just lost his father two weeks ago. Or about no,
1: a month ago. one one month ago today.
0: A month yeah. ago today. Okay, I guess you would know better than me. and yeah, I, yeah. I, I lost my mom back in March, so um, we we, we can identify with with what you're feeling yep. there. It's it's yep. always tough.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and sorry for your losses. Yeah, same, likewise.
1: Same to you, buddy. Same
0: to you. Now. You, you like you. We talked, you know. Came here under under Skip and Donnie K was receivers coach and uh, the changeover and Ruffin put you on scholarship. Just talk about that as, as a player dealing with the coaching change and but for you getting on scholarship once the new staff got here, that had to make the buy in for you a lot easier.
2: Absolutely, I you know I was definitely nervous uh, with the coaching change. You never know with the, a new regime coming in if they just want to. You know, clean this, clean the slate, and start over. Um, So, I was definitely concerned. Um, You know, I I continued to to talk to Coach Kirkpatrick about things, and you know, he told me not to worry. Um, uh, But obviously, you're still in the back of of your mind, um, you know, wondering how things will go. And um, I just made sure, you know, once the the new staff came in, that that I didn't waste any time. You know, learning the playbook, um, doing everything I could do to to prove to them that, that I belonged, um, you know, cause coming in, they probably didn't know anything about me and, um, you know, probably wasn't, um, you know, big on their radar coming in. Um, but I knew that I was going to do whatever I had to do to, to make sure I was. Obviously I
0: misspoke Donnie Kirkpatrick was retained by yeah. Russell McNeil. So you, you had to, for me, you're already there with Donnie. So I'm sure Donnie was, uh, had a lot to do with, uh, Pushing the new staff along with your own performance, Donnie can be pushing for you to get on scholarship all you all he wants, but if you ain't showing it in practice and on and on the field, then you ain't going to get on scholarship. It ain't happening.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that and that was that was key for me. I, I appreciated you know Coach K being there for me, but I you know I told him like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna earn it. I'm gonna show the new staff um, that I belong here, and not only belong, but you know I deserve to play and 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 play a lot. Um, and I just that first spring I, I really, really balled in, um, you know, did the extra things, uh, really, you know, became a, a leader, um, with the receivers and, uh, just learned the whole offense. Uh, so that, that, they, you know, they had no choice, but to play me, buddy. And, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh,
1: you're playing with a, a stellar, stellar group of receivers. Uh, you know, Justin Hardy, uh, just to name one, you know, one of the iconic ECU wide receivers, how was it playing with that group and getting that group? That I mean, you guys go on to be, in my opinion, one of the most dynamic receiving cores in the country. Uh,
2: yes, it, it it was awesome. Um, you know, getting to play with with you know Dwayne Harris and and Justin Hardy, uh, Lance Lewis. Um, you know, we had a very talented room, and and I think it kind of you know it helped me elevate my game. Um, you know, to to just make sure that the opportunities that 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 I had, you know, we're, we're not going to be as much, you know, that was just, it was just being realistic. I knew, you know, those were our guys and, you know, I just had to make sure I made the plays when I, when it was, you know, called upon. But I think, you know, it was just awesome to play with a group like that. You know, very talented guys, some of the best, you know, to ever do it. And, you know, it was just an honor to take the field with them, you know, every game and, and, you know, work, with them in practice, um, it definitely helped me elevate my game and, and, you know, raise the, you know, the bar for, you know, what was expected in the receiver room. When you saw Lincoln Riley come walk in
0: here as your OC, yeah. no, I'm what much older than you. I think at the time um, you were probably in your early 20s, he was, what, 26, 27? Yeah. Um, how was it being coached by a coach that young? And then did you, when did you, or did you realize he was going to become what he became?
2: Yeah, it was interesting because at the time he was the same age as my older brother. So, um, I, you know, I had kind of that had to put that into perspective. But at the same time, hey, you know, he's our coach coming in. Um, you know, I, I knew what they had done at, at Texas Tech and, and I respected that. And so, you know, it definitely was, I would say, a challenge for, for him just uh, earning the respect of, of all, you know, all the players, especially, you know, the guys that were seniors. They were. You know, two maybe three years at the most uh, difference from him, so that's that's not typical. Um, so I, I think it was definitely tough for him to, you know, to to earn that respect. Um, but I think as we as it progressed and, and went on, we saw you know the knowledge that that he had, um, you know, in the offensive game, and um, you know that quickly earned a lot of people's respect. And you know, I saw it um, early on just. You know the love of the game that that he had, and and just the knowledge that you know at a young age he he was around some some very talented and and knowledgeable offensive minded coaches, and so you know I, I'm not surprised at all, honestly, that you know he's he's got to the point that he has now. Um, you know, and and I I'm happy for him, and and wish you know continued success for him. But yeah, it it was definitely a challenge at first, but. Um, like I said, uh, he, he earned the respect as, you know, we started to see the success and how good our offense really could be. Um, you know, we we just had never been, you know, in an offense like that. So it was it was exciting. And, and it really, you know, excited, obviously, the receivers uh, to be in a, in a position to, you know, to to really get a chance to to make plays uh, on any given, you know, play quarter, whatever. Um, you know, there was so many opportunities for us.
1: You, yeah. you finish your career 128 catches, uh, 13, a little over 1300 yards, five touchdowns. What do you feel like your, your career game was What the game that you would say, if somebody wanted to see my best game, what game was that for you?
2: Uh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say, I would say there's probably, there's probably two games that stick out to me. Um, and actually one of them being the, the Marshall game. Um, just because, you know, it was, it was my last game in Dowdy ficklin um, I actually – I caught a touchdown uh, in the first overtime. Um, and, you know, I made a couple other plays. Also, uh, the Navy uh, – the Navy game, uh, my – I think that was my junior year. 2011? Um, yes. Um Annapolis. time, time we,
1: win.
0: Yeah, one of two yep. times we beat them.
2: Yeah, that one. Um, I, I had a pretty good stat line that game. Um, but yeah, I would say just, you know, with, with Marshall, that kind of just de- defined what I thought I was as a player. You know, whenever the number was called, I, I answered. And, uh, you know, I got a, there weren't crazy amounts of opportunities for me to make plays, obviously, with the, the guys that were around me, um, you know, being more of a focal point of the offense. But uh, yeah, I would say that one just really. Sticks out to me because, uh, you know, I had a chance to, to score a touchdown my last game. Um, and, you know, uh, that was huge for me to, to go out that way as, as a pirate.
0: Well, let's talk about uh, those Marshall games. Um,
2: a lot of respect
0: between the two programs. Obviously, they're ever, forever tied because of the plane crash back in 1970. The Marshall football team, obviously, flying back from Greenville. Plane crash in uh, West Virginia. The entire football team lost. So therefore, for the programs are forever linked. Um talk about how it was on the field it, it's amongst the fans it's a friendly rivalry. How intense is it on the field between these two programs when they play? Very very close games every time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely uh definitely very intense and I would say uh you know when I was first uh came in uh coach Holtz and the staff did a good job of of educating us on you know, the history of our two programs. And I thought that was that was awesome that, you know, it, it was important for us to know uh, what we were going into when we, we traveled there and just to understand, you know, the, the, the connection between the two programs. But yeah, I would say uh, it, w- it was very intense. Um, you know, it was two respected programs that have had a lot of success, and, uh, yeah, it was definitely very intense, and we always knew, um, you know, we were going to get their best, and uh, they were going to get our best. You mentioned the 2012 game. I'm going to kind of – we won't go
0: into detail on each game. We'll just kind of, you know, skim over them. 08, you were a redshirt freshman. I don't know how much you remember about that game. I guess you were on the sidelines. Uh, The 08, uh, we beat them in overtime in Greenville very – low scoring defensive slug fest. Uh, do you remember that game at all?
2: Yeah, sure do. Um, uh, Hartman kicked the, the game winning field goal. Yep. Um,
1: 1916.
2: Yep. Yeah. That was a, that was a back and forth one. Yeah. That was one. Um, you know, I know just remembering that we felt like we, we definitely should have, you know, won that, won that game, uh, easily. Um, I don't, I really didn't think their their team was as strong that year. Um, and, you know, we were just lucky to to get the win uh in that game. But, yeah, I, I definitely do remember that one. Following year 09, we go up to Huntington. Um
0: I cannot remember the final score of that game. 30-17. 30 2010? 30, oh, no, that's not. 09, 09, 09
2: and right Huntington. Uh,
0: 21-17. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't remember exactly. It seems like we pulled Hold away.
1: On. Yep, that's right. 21-17.
0: Okay, in my mind, we pulled away in that game. So I don't know why I'm remembering that uh, Andrew, do you remember that were we up like 21, 10 and Marshall scored late? Cause for some reason, I remember us winning that game more convincingly than that,
1: but I could just be remembering wrong. Uh,
2: yeah. I, I'm having Actually, trouble. I'm
1: looking at the box score. We scored a touchdown. We were down 17, 14. Uh, Pratchett peeking me with a 30 yard run late in the game. gets, it gets us the 21, 17 win. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm not bomber. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Yep, that's right. Yeah. Um yeah, we again just didn't didn't play as well. But um, you know, part of that is credit to them, you know, giving giving us uh, their best. Yeah. And for some reason I was I thought we won that game more
0: convincingly than that, but we did not. But nonetheless it was a victory in Huntington, which are not easy to come by. March was a great home record. Uh twenty ten, we talked about that. Um Pirates kind of dominated that game in Greenville. Uh Andrew, you were getting more playing time by that point. What do you remember about that one, the twenty ten game in Greenville? Uh
2: yeah, I just I just remember, you know, obviously again, anytime we, we play Marshall, uh, you know, we're we're expecting their best. But I, I know um going into that game, we we really felt like, you know, we uh had a lot of mismatches um on, on the offensive side and, and yeah, I just remember us being ready for that one and, and you know, really dominating that game. And then we'll, we'll we'll move on. to Twenty eleven, um, that was in Huntington. Last game
0: of the year, I remember this game well. Uh, we were five and six. Um, I believe maybe they were also five and six. If I am remembering right, but they were either five and six or six and five. I can't I can't remember exactly, but I know we were playing to ball eligible for ball eligibility <laughs> and uh, get it to overtime up in Huntington and lose in overtime in a heartbreaker. Um, what do you remember about that game besides being very disappointed we didn't get ball eligible?
2: Oh yeah, that, that one, uh, that one was really tough. Uh, that one still, still gets me, uh, to this day. Um, it was a really good game, uh, back and forth. I remember, um, I think it's, uh, Dobson was, uh, the, the re- receiver. He had that crazy wow. one handed catch, um, in the end zone, in the corner of the end zone that yeah. uh, to this day is probably the, the, one of the best catches you know I've ever seen, uh, firsthand. But yeah, that was, that was a tough one. Um, like I said, it was back and forth. I think that year they, that was probably the, the one of the best uh, teams they've had um, just across the board. They had some, some really good players that year um, had a solid offense. Um, but yeah, that, that one was tough. Uh, we really needed that win because uh, we ended up losing to SMU um, that next game to not make it to a bowl game. And that was the, the only year uh, of my career that I didn't go to a bowl. So, that one definitely uh, stung a, a bit more than, than you, the other losses. Okay. I, for whatever reason, I'm remembering
0: that being the last game of the season, but you may be right. We may have played SMU the following Oh, year no.
1: I'll check for you. Will. I think uh, now that that was the last game that year. SMU, was. I was saying SMU was 2010.
2: It was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. All right. I, I'm getting a mixed up. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. 2011. Um, yeah. That was just a tough one because. We still had, a, I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we still had a a very small shot to uh, to make the yeah. conference championship, um, and that that game pretty much you know, sealed the deal for us. Yeah,
0: there was a lot of things on the line in that game. There was an outside shot at, at winning the East, and and it ended bowl eligibility, so it was it was disappointing. 2012, um, yeah, was a good year, eight and four. Um, that Marshall game that year, Marshall was good that year, too. That game was epic. That 2012 East Carolina Marshall game, um, you know, people talk about great games played in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, and that one does not get mentioned very often, and it should. A high-scoring, just absolute war, momentum swings. There was times where we would go on a run, and it looked like we had took the game over. Marshall like they had taken the game over, just back and forth nonstop all the way till the end in double overtime.
2: Yeah, that, that game, like I said, uh, sticks out in my mind as, you know, one of the most memorable games for me, obviously being my last game in Dowdy Ficklin. Uh, you just – you really can't draw it up any any better uh, of a finish for, you know, the the seniors that, that year. Um, and I was able to, to make a couple big plays. And, you know, I just remember our, our you know, our whole offense, uh, just everybody contributing that game, and um, it just, you know – no better feeling than to, you know, finish your career, your last game in Doughty Ficklin uh, with a win and an over overtime win at that. Um, yeah, it just it it was it was awesome. Uh, like I said, you, you just can't draw it up any any better uh, for your last game. Bodie, I, I've said this before, and I don't know, see if you agree with me.
0: Uh, of games that weren't sellouts. The second half of that game and and overtime is one of the loudest crowds I've ever heard in Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium. Do you remember how loud that crowd was?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, it w- it, w- it was so loud. Um, you know it, the atmosphere just you know, overall Dowdy-Ficklin's always been great. And you know I've played in a lot of stadiums. It it's up there with you know with the bigger programs. Um, you know when when we played in Conference USA and uh. There, there just wasn't a, a stadium that even compared, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I just I remember it just being, you know, it was just crazy. The atmosphere was awesome, you know, from, you know, when Danny scored in the back of the end zone to, you know, hearing the crowd when when I I scored, and then obviously um, when we when we stuffed it in there, um, you know, to uh, to go up and then uh, stop them. That I mean, yeah, I I, I still remember the the crowd. Uh, noise like it was yesterday, um, but yeah, that was that was a special one, no doubt. Yeah, and see do you have
1: something? No, no, go ahead.
2: Okay,
0: I, I was just going to kind of wrap up the Marshall discussion here. I uh, wanted to ask you a couple more questions about uh, your your career at ECU before we uh, wrap it up and uh, get um get um under Gallimore in here. But uh, I, East of Marshall, like I said, it was it was a respect but there was a rivalry there. Um, there was, there was a bit of a rivalry with UCF. uh, Not too much respect, but a bit of a rivalry. And nah, uh, then the Southern Mississippi, there was also some respect there, at least amongst yeah. the fans. And uh they were a bit of a rival. When you were in conference, you would say of those three, who did you guys see as your biggest rival in conference?
2: Yeah, I would say, um, you know, um, Southern Miss had a, had a really good yeah. atmosphere. Um, yeah, I would say probably the closest to to the atmosphere that we had at, at Dowdy. Um, uh, but I would say, yeah, I would say probably probably UCF, just because at the time we just had, you know, some uh, some some big battles against them, and they had had good teams. So uh, yeah, I would say they they were definitely the one that was that was on our radar. Um, you know, and to be honest, uh, you know, early on when I was there, uh, you know, we felt like. You know, we were as good as anybody, um, and obviously that's that's why we we won a lot of games in. But um, yeah, I would say UCF was definitely the one, and and uh, I can agree with you that there was not much uh, respect there. Uh, you know, when it came to to that rivalry. No, I, I was just speaking amongst the fan base, so I figured it was the same way
0: on the field. Yeah. Uh,
2: definitely, definitely was. Um, you know, at the end of the game uh, with Marshall and Southern Miss. There, there was that that respect, um, you know, and it, it it was never anything crazy with UCF, but yeah, it just it wasn't the same. Um, yeah, I, it was definitely just a heated robbery, and and that's pretty much where it, where it ended. And I want to
0: ask you one more thing: uh, two games in 2010, Ruffin's first year, that are very memorable games, all time greats, and Dottie Uh the Hail Mary game uh, against Tulsa. Uh, what do you remember about that one? And how long did it take for your brain to sink in that Ryan Jones caught that ball?
2: Oh yeah that um, that was that Justin was crazy Jones. Uh, yeah Justin Jones yeah, um, yeah so uh, yeah I remember that play um, actually that game I, I didn't I didn't really play that much uh, and you know it it was it was frustrating but I forgot all of that once uh, we got to that last play and I just remember the play I remember um, it kind of just the way they the way they rushed, they all, you know, they all came from the right side and, and just, you know, the O-line did well picking it up, but just kind of, you know, Dominique slid to the left. And I, I thought it was kind of didn't make sense the way they, um, you know, rushed Dominique on that play. And when he slid to the left, I was like, oh man, he's got a clear shot for a throw here. And then when the ball went up, I was like, man, that's the perfect ball. <laughs> like, you know, he couldn't have thrown that any better. Um, and then, you know, I knew, I just had a feeling I was like man i I think you know we're about to win this game, and you know, sure enough, Justin goes up and catches it and to be honest I think if you if you look back at the at the replay um I think Lance Lewis probably would have called it if Justin wouldn't have um <laughs> he was right there as well. And um, a funny thing that I noticed on that play, too, there, uh, Tulsa had two number ones uh, out on the field. For that oh, wow, it was a penalty. Yeah I, yeah. I wonder if they would have called.
0: Well, they didn't throw the flag. The flag did yeah. regardless, but wow. Yeah, if, you,
2: if you look back at it, there's two number ones on the, on the field. Yeah. Um, and that was something I noticed too. But uh, yeah, Can you it was, imagine if that would have been incomplete, and they called that penalty, and then oh we threw the God. hail mary and called it. <laughs> yeah, I know it was crazy, but yeah, I just remember uh, as soon as as soon as the ball was caught, we all just sprinted onto the field and uh, dog piled in the end zone. And uh, I mean, what a way to to start the the boneyard off uh, with a, with the hail mary uh, right there in front of the student section. Yeah, and then the last game I wanted to ask you about, unless
0: Stevie had something else. Yeah, like uh,
1: a rare, rare Sunday afternoon game. But
2: yeah, that's right. It
0: was a Sunday. Yeah, yeah it was. So that's also a game. Uh, no, another one from the 2010 season, uh, NC State um, came in here, you know, with 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 their with Russell Wilson playing quarterback. And uh, Pirates beat them in overtime. David Mackenzie with the interception. What do you remember about that one?
2: Oh yeah. Um so so Damon he was my uh he was my guy. That was my, my roommate um at oh, wow. the end of, end of my time. Um yeah, he uh made a huge play and actually I remember uh you know we were we were close, so I, I, I know he had an opportunity to play um I believe uh there was a, I think we had a suspension. Um You're right, yeah, he but, wouldn't
0: have been playing otherwise.
2: Yeah, I believe um Blacknall was suspended that game correct. for, You're for correct. targeting. Um, and good so, recall there. Yeah, uh, some of it's coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just remember saying, "Hey, man, like you know, this, this is your time." Like, you know, he he was ready. Uh, you know, he was a, a coach's kid. He he was he was dialed in, and I just remember, uh, yeah, he, he made that play. And uh, I mean, I don't remember the stadium being crazier. Like, I, I don't think people <laughs> left the stadium for a good twenty minutes after after that. Um, I mean, you are correct. Like, it was like Halloween, um, you know, around campus in downtown. After that, too, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, I mean, just huge. Uh, you know, they didn't really give us a chance. Uh, you know, oh, it's Russell Wilson, and they, you know, they had a, they had a lot of uh, NFL guys on the, on that, uh, that roster on, on both sides of the ball. Um, and I, you know, we came out uh, actually, really, pretty much dominating them, and uh, they got back into the game, and, um, you know, it's just one of those robberies like. You know, I'm always going to remember that game, you know, it's, it's NC state. Um, but, but, you know, just more importantly, it was on our home field. Um, you know, that was big for, for, for coach rough. Um, and just, you know, at the time for, for recruiting as well. Um, but yeah, just a, a very memorable game and, and it couldn't have, you know, the interception couldn't have been to a, b- a better guy, uh, in Magasu who, who's now a, a college coach. And I, uh, yeah, I believe he's out at UNLV. Um, so, uh, Good
0: luck to Coach Mags. Maybe one day he'll be back uh, in Greenville. But, no, a bunch of great memories there. And, obviously, the memories from Marshall of the 2012 game, uh, your senior day, as we mentioned, was a very special game. Hopefully, you know, the Pirates, I hate hate keep mentioning this because I don't ever remember being talked about very much, but people keep talking about it this week. Uh, Marshall's never won in Greenville, believe it or not. Um, So, let's hope it stays that way for Saturday. Uh, Are you still following the the program, uh, buddy?
2: Yes, uh, I haven't been able to get back to games as much. Um, I I put on uh, music shows and and work in the the festival industry, so busy a lot on the weekends, but um, I'm actually planning on coming to the game this weekend. Um, As long as uh, I I am healthy, uh, I'm sure you guys can tell I I sound a little sick. But, uh, yeah, I I definitely keep up with the program. I'm always going to be a pirate um, to the core. What's and, going on with you?
0: What's going on with your health? Is it just are you Oh yeah,
2: just, yeah. Just uh, just just got a cold. Um, okay. Yeah, just fight. Just I it started about Sunday. Um, so I'm hoping I'll be good um by Saturday. But definitely plan on going to the game. Um, yeah. Always always keep up with the program, and you know it always helps that uh you know with Coach Kirkpatrick being there, uh, it's a little bit more for me to to keep up with as well. Um, because he's definitely like I said, it was important to uh my time at uh, East Carolina absolutely well Andrew, take you some vitamin c some zinc yeah. and some d3
0: get 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 the feeling better and uh hopefully we'll see you in saturday green in in, in greenville saturday Here we go. as as the pirates <laughs> play the herd
2: uh, absolutely i'm i'm going to make sure i'm there uh nothing's going to stop me uh so yeah i got to see my pirates play and
0: before you go what's your social media if you, if you want
2: people to follow you on twitter or bitch up on facebook uh yeah so i just have a I have a instagram it's uh it's a Bodie Bo, B-O-D-I-E, B-O-D-E underscore. Okay,
0: there you go. So if you want to follow Andrew, uh, hit him up there on Instagram. And uh, it was good talking to you, Bodie, and hopefully we'll see you in Saturday. See you yeah. in Greenville Saturday, easy for me to
2: say. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate y'all. Thanks, Stevie and Kyle, for having me on and, and Bubba. Um, it's a pleasure and an honor, Uh, you know, to speak with you guys about uh the Pirates. All right. Thank Thanks, you, bud. Hope you feel better. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: So, uh, I want to mention a uh, comment up here. You were talking about Southern Miss a while ago. Kenneth Maynor talking about he misses our games with Southern Miss, hopefully on the schedule again soon for a home and home. So, uh, hopefully that will happen soon, too. I, I do miss the Southern Miss rivalry. Yeah, I,
0: I, it's been talked about with John Gilbert. Um, John was the briefly the AD at USM. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the holdup is there. I, I would imagine they would be interested um certainly not a power five thing um right. so you're talking about a home game that would have interest from fan bases from both fan bases i i get the distance thing um so maybe not do it every year but yeah. do a home and home with them every three or four years i think it'd be fantastic oh, yeah. but about to welcome in a guy who played a few games against southern miss back then they were a regular yeah. on the schedule <laughs> uh a wide receiver another, another great wide receiver in ecu
3: history um, mr hunter gallimore hunter how you doing I'm good. I'm good. Kyle, how you doing tonight?
0: Oh, I'm doing all right. I hope you are.
3: I'm doing uh, good. I hadn't heard Southern Miss in a while, but you're exactly right. That was a good. Uh, that was a good rivalry back then when yeah. we played. And uh, yeah. I know my senior year, we played against Brett Favre, and he tore us up down there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that I remember uh, the radio play-by-play because you know back then I listened to it on the radio every week, and hearing the, somebody say a. You know you didn't know who this guy was Brett Favre. What the heck is a Favre? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we found out real quick what a Favre was.
3: <laughs> yep. He was he was good back then. He's he was good in the pros too.
1: <laughs> he, he, he made a he made a decent name for himself in the pros. Yep.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Hunter, i we to talk about your career here at East Carolina. So uh we'll we'll start off with the basics. Uh who recruited you out of high school, and how did you end up in Greenville?
3: Uh, that's <laughs> that's a good, quick, uh, good story. There is, um, I um, so coming out of high school, I was about six foot, about one hundred and fifty, and I made it to the East-West game for for North Carolina. Um from Wilson. And uh I was really only getting recruited by small schools. Um, I mean really small schools and and I couldn't even get a, a scholarship. And so all my buddies were moving down here to Wilmington to go to school. And I said, you know, I'm just I, I'm done with football. I'm I'm just going to come down here to Wilmington and and get an education and hang with all my, my high school buddies. And then during the summer, uh before I came down to Wilmington, we were supposed to come down to Wilmington. I got a call from East Carolina, um, and it was, um, you know, it was art Baker back then. And apparently whoever the coach was that was covering the Wilson area did not, he was getting fired and he did not tell East Carolina really about me. And so art Baker called me up and was like, Hunter, we apologize. We did not know really much about you. Uh, we don't have any more scholarships left, but we would love to, um, for you to be a preferred walk on. And, and uh, I decided at the last second to um, uh, give it a shot and and come to pirate nation. And, and uh, I'm glad I did. And So I I decided not to come down to to Wilmington and uh, the only other school that I came close to getting a scholarship and believe it or not was NC state. Oh, wow. And Sheridan called me. I never forget Sheridan called me right before my senior year in high school right before new year's and said look we got one scholarship left we're gonna give it to this guy down in and um georgia he's a receiver and if he doesn't uh accept it's your scholarship and if he um and if he accepts we'd like you to be a walk-on and i at that time i just said okay if i get a scholarship i'll i'll go if not then i will um uh just go to school down to uncw and not play football. And, and the guy ended up taking the scholarship and got kicked off within two years at state.
1: <laughs> you, you think Sheridan remembered you after you caught that touchdown pass in the Peach Bowl?
3: I, that's we, we, you know, during that week of the Peach Bowl, we had different uh, activities and events uh, in the evening times. And I, I, I reminded him uh, during one of those events that uh that he did not offer me one. And I'm so glad that he did not because <laughs> I'm so glad. glad that I ended up where I, good where I
1: right. <laughs> so talk a little bit about when Bill Lewis comes in, what was, what was your first impressions when Bill Lewis got there?
3: Uh, he, he was a great motivator. Uh, he was a really good motivator. When he came in, he brought a lot of um, talent uh, on the coaching staff. Um, you know, he had a, uh, Mark Rick, uh, oh, yeah. that the that coach at Georgia, he was here for a little bit. And so, you know, and obviously he had um, at Logan, you know, he brought Logan in and, and so I, he, he, he did a great job motivating the team. Um, and that, that was his strong to be, that was his strong suit.
1: Yeah. Uh, and getting into that year after you guys go down to Illinois, your senior <laughs> year, lose that game. But, you know, I know people say there's no such thing as a good loss, but <laughs> I feel like that loss motivated you guys and showed you guys we can play with anybody here. You know, we can play with anybody this year and motivated you guys for the rest of the year. Was that the the, the thinking from the whole team there? You, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, we, we felt like we could, you know,
3: we – We don't know if they wouldn't have called that penalty, the excessive celebration penalty on us, if we would have won the game or not. But it sure would have put us in a much better position to win the game. And so we kind of felt like we got robbed of an opportunity, not robbed of the game, but just got robbed of an opportunity to see if we could win the game. And so, you know, obviously we did not um score on that last drive and and i think you know we were all pretty close all the guys were pretty close um and so we did use that as a motivational tool for the rest of the season
0: you talk about using the illinois game as a motivational tool at what point during that 91 season did you guys as a team realize how good you were or did you know it going
3: into that game no, I don't think I, I don't think we I mean I thought we were good but I didn't think we were that good and then you know the the confidence just kept on growing throughout the year obviously winning each game and and the way that we won it and the teams that we beat um you know Syracuse winning up there and coming coming back to flying into Kinston and having the all the fans I mean it was i, I never forget the the the, the the pilot came on and said, Hey, y'all going to have a little surprise when you land. Uh, (laughs) there's some people there and we're like, what, really? And so, uh, you know, we landed and it was great. You know, there's just, you know, I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of people there. Um, when we got off the plane, which was great. And then, you know, we, um, you know, kind of had South Carolina at home win that, and, and so the, our confidence just kept on growing. And then obviously when we beat Pitt at home, and that was one of the that was yeah. one of the most exciting games. Uh, besides the peach ball, that was one of the most exciting games. And so I think, right after that, we knew we could probably hang with anybody. The rest, you know, on our schedule.
0: Two things yeah. from what you just said um, that, that I wanted to, to mention, but uh, the, you, you talk about flying back into Kingston and seeing the crowd and the pilot coming over and talking about all the people there. Uh, you know, hundreds of people. Uh, you know, I've heard, I've seen videos, pictures years later. Um, Think about it. This is 1991, guys. There's no <laughs> yeah. social media. Uh, right. There's no fifth quarter <laughs> call-in
3: show. How in the hell did that get organized? That's a good I, question. I don't know, but I tell you what—that was for our first experience uh, with something like that, and that was—I mean—that was a huge boost to our confidence. And just, uh, it—you're it, right. With no social media, how did everybody know that, to go to Kingston when we were flying in the middle of the night? <laughs>
0: No, there had to be a lot of phone calls amongst you know, Pirate fans. To yeah. Like I said, there wasn't even a fifth quarter college show back then. So, you another thing you mentioned that South Carolina game. Um, you, you I had the put away touchdown in that
3: game, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I did. I did. I still get, uh, yeah, I did. We, we had a little six yard out, uh, called and, and, uh, I was able to, jet Blake threw the ball to me and I was able to put a little move on the guy and I ran down the sideline and, and, uh, bless his heart, the um Jeff Charles. Jeff Charles had never I mean he and I still up until I mean the last every time I would see him, he always gives me because he said on the on the um announcement, he said, of all people is Hunter Gallimore running down the field for a touchdown. And and he of did all he, Of all people, and he didn't mean it mean. He was just, (laughs) and so he and I, he and I, for twenty something years, have joked about that every time I see him. He said, "Hey, Hunter Gallimore, of all people."
0: (laughs) Jeff, Jeff was great. I'm glad you guys had that memory to joke back and forth with each other. Yeah,
3: severely missed. but that was a good – that that was a good uh, – that was a good win against South Carolina because that was a huge rivalry against – you know, for us. And I, I had gotten walked down uh, about a year – I think a year before we had did a trick play down in South Carolina. And I caught the ball and I thought I had a touchdown and the guy walked me down on the five-yard line and I caught so much grief from the coaches and everybody. So it was kind of good to get them back um, – in greenville yeah.
0: this is a good question bubba may know the answer to this better than any of us three but that south carolina game is that the first ever time the goalpost came down in greenville i i'd love to know that i know i know that they did after the south carolina game hunter i'm mm. sure you remember that but i i wonder if that was the first time ever that happened I, bubba may have the answer to that but we'll, we'll wait for him to uh to, <laughs> to, to, to tell us that we'll move on uh yeah. stevie go so, ahead man
1: So. I've, I've talked to a lot of guys from that Peach Bowl team, and one of the questions I ask all of them: You guys go, you you get the big win over Virginia Tech, then you follow it up with end of the year you beat Cincinnati. So you're ten and one. Are you guys worried? And I always look back at that 1983 team that lost three games by what like 13 points and didn't go to a bowl game. Are you guys worried that you're not going to get the respect you feel like you deserve and get it get to a a you know, there wasn't 50 bowl games back then. You know, if right. you, if you played you played on New Year's Day or after you were that was that was the cream of the crop. Did you guys feel like we're going to we, we might get disrespected here and we might not make a, a New Year's Day bowl game?
3: I, I think you're right. You're, you're exactly right. Because back then it was if you played on New Year's Day, that was I mean, that, that was big. Crazy. Yeah, that was cream of the crop and there and so yes we we were kind of, i mean i do think we were kind of a little nervous about that if we were going not going to get disrespected i mean you know not get a good bowl game and so uh um, I, I, that did go through our mind um and so it was it was a pleasant surprise when they announced it and especially against nc, NC state, state.
1: <laughs> oh, when i heard that i was like oh wow this is going to be good here and it did it was talk a little bit about that atmosphere like I always like to ask, when you came out of the tunnel that first time at the Peach Bowl, what was it like when it filled? I mean, how electric was that field?
3: It, it was. It, it, you know, all, you saw a bunch of Pirates, obviously a ton of Pirate fans, and that kind of – I mean, that did get us motivated. Uh, the fans through the whole season, you know, kept us motivated. Uh, so – and they continued it on down in the Peach Bowl. Great support down there and just, it, you know – Great atmosphere playing in Fulton County Stadium. The last I, we were, I believe we were the last game football yeah. game ever played in that stadium, and so um, you know the, the fans really helped us out and and got us motivated. Hunter, one one thing I've always wondered about
0: the '91 season, of the Peach Bowl, and I've asked several players. And Dave Hart would probably be the person to have the answer to this question. But do you remember what other bowls? You know, there was about twenty five bowls out there at the time. Do you remember what other bowl opportunities we had if we didn't get the peach? I think the peach was our biggest opportunity, but with the independence bowl or the
3: Liberty bowl ever brought up, do you remember? You know, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, I don't recall tell you the truth. I, I think you're probably right though. I mean, I think, you know, Liberty bowl or something like that was probably uh, in the back of our mind. Um, but we were hoping for a, a much bigger bowl, which we got. So, um, uh, but I, I, I can't recall right off the top of my head.
1: Okay, this is another question for Peach Bowl time. Okay, you're down 34-17 late in the game. What is, I mean, what is being talked about in that huddle? I mean, you guys, obviously the whole we believe uh, thing that, that started after the Syracuse game and really hit hit its stride at Pitt. What are you guys saying in that game? Like we can get back in this. There it was, it was were you ever not confident you could you could come back and win that game?
3: We were confident the whole time. I knew I knew we could come back. Our defense was playing great, and you know, which since our defense was playing so good, it, it got us motivated. Knew that we needed to step our game up and play. We knew we had the talent on offense yeah. to score the points. I mean, we had Luke Fisher and Dion and Clayton and Jeff Blake and. You know uh, Daniels. I mean, we had every we Cedric Bjorn, I mean, we had we had tons of uh, skill players that could that could put points on the board quickly. And so we just knew we had an op. We we, we knew we'd have an opportunity to do that because our defense put us in a good position.
1: Did you watch the field goal attempt by State? Did you? Watch I did. The field did.
3: I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So I was, I, I, had, I had to watch it, but uh, I was so glad to see it. Oh, see God. it miss. It, it, as
0: somebody, you know, I, I, I kind of came on, that was around the time I was becoming a pirate. I was, you know, I was a little younger than both of you guys. I <laughs> probably got the worst health in the three. Um, I was, uh, <laughs> I was 11 years old, 91. Um, and I know, I never remember seeing East Carolina playing in a tie ball game. Um, what what is it like to to end a game in a tie? It doesn't seem like it would be the worst. I guess in that situation, it would have felt more like a loss.
3: Yeah, I think yeah. In our mind, it would have it would have felt like a loss if we would have tied.
1: You're exactly right. Um, so, I'm just, I would, I'll tell you this, Kyle, and this will and I, this is where I can bring some of my. Uh, Playing experience. This is nothing compared to a Peach Bowl game, but uh, JV Conference Championship, my eighth grade year, we played to an eight to eight tie in the championship game. And what (laughs) you tell, you guys tell me, tell me how this works now. We came back and uh, we were down eight nothing. Oh gosh, most from the second quarter on. And then we scored with like two minutes or three minutes left in the game, tied it up, and had the ball driving nine field. Time ran out. So the referees go up to our coach said, say, do you want to play overtime? And, of course, you know, it's a championship game. Yes. The other coach says no. They call the game because the other coach says no. How? To me, that's a forfeit. You guys win. Yeah. <laughs> How does that work?
0: But they they named us co-champions. Ah, he forfeited. Y'all win. You're the champion. I mean, Congratulations, Stevie. All these years later. I officially name you. Thank you. What, what county? What county is, is Lasker in?
1: Northampton County.
0: I officially name you eighth grade JV Northampton <laughs> County. State they
1: made county. us co-champions, dude, and that was like we we didn't you know from my seventh grade to ninth grade we never lost a game, and we tied <laughs> that game that that would just leaves a bad and it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I mean it's it's not fun at oh, all, gosh. But, especially a championship game. Exactly.
0: Stevie Stevie's been carrying that around since the eighth I year.
1: have, man. I, I still talk to some of those guys that we played. against. And I'm like, why did your coach call just say you didn't want to play? I mean, come on. Uh, okay, Hunter, I have to ask you about this. I'm a diehard Pittsburgh Steeler fan, have been for, oh, gosh, yep. I was five years old, and I'm getting ready to turn 50 now. How about the battles in high school against Yancey Thigpen? Johnny Gardner is in here talking about that. What were those battles like against Yancey Thigpen?
3: You know, it was, that was, uh, I I haven't heard that name in a while, but you're exactly right. It was, it was, it was a good battle. My dad still gives me, likes to joke around with me or tell people when he's, when people bring that up is, you know, it wasn't Hunt against Northwest or I'm at Southern, was it Uh, Nash, Southern Nash up up there in Rocky Mount, but uh, it was Gallimore versus Thigpen is what (laughs) we played each other. Uh, because he had good stats and and I had some, and you know, he he was a good guy. And I'm actually – I've got multiple teams, but Steelers are one of mine uh, for multiple reasons. But um, but yeah, I was glad to see that he did well up there at the Steelers yeah. for a couple of years. So, but he he was a good guy. I I enjoyed playing against him.
1: Okay, I got to ask now. What are the reasons? The multiple reasons you're a Steelers fan? I got to know this.
3: Well, so um. So one of my best buddies I grew up with, uh, he was big Steelers fan, and unfortunately he passed away about ten years ago. But before he passed away, he had always wanted to go to uh, a, a game, and so I surprised him and went up to the Steelers, oh, wow. took him to the game. I still have pictures of he and I, he and I in Steelers oh. here. and and so um, and so. Anyways, that's that's one of the main reasons because he was a he was a Steelers fan, and awesome. and um, so I do follow them. And then uh, Alex Highsmith. Um, from Wilmington here is, uh, you know, he's doing so well. So obviously I'm, I'm really pulling for him. I was glad to see that he got a good contract this year and he's the same age, my oldest daughter and him, they didn't go to the same high school here in Wilmington, but they, uh, she was a cheerleader and she knew him. And so we kind of followed his career a little bit. Um, And so he is, uh, so we're really proud of, you know, what he's done up in Steelers nation. And then, and then my, uh, the bank I work for, their their uh, headquarters is out of Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you, don't get any, you don't get any free tickets
3: to Steelers games, do you? No, I've been to a couple Pirates games, but I'm still waiting oh. for them to give me some Steelers games. So I'll let yeah. you know if I get some Steelers game. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Let me know. Let me know. But, uh, yeah. You got anything else, Kyle?
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask, Hunter. Uh, you know, after you win that Peach Bowl. Just in general, talk talk about the atmosphere in Greenville that year, what it was like. You know, you guys not only was it the best team still in East Carolina history, you guys kind of became, you know, you guys were Boise State and TCU and Utah, mm-hmm. all these schools that would do it later. And, and crashed the BCS or Houston and UCF and Cincinnati in recent years. Unfortunately, all of them crashed it and then got to move up into bigger conferences. Uh, sure. But you, you guys, we did it at East Carolina with, with that 91 team before anybody else did that weren't a traditional blue blood that was an outsider, here, so to speak, that made it up to that New Year's Day bowl game. Uh, talk about that aspect, you know, that, that, that in East Carolina, so to speak, had never done that in the modern era. And just what the atmosphere was like in Greenville, you guys were freaking celebrities.
3: <laughs> no, it, it was it was it was great, I tell you. But you're right we we kind of were we were doing that before Boise State and all them did it, and so you know we we did get some you know we got some respect for being number nine, finishing number nine in the nation, and, and I still love to to say that, and I'm very proud of that and what our team did. And and when we came back, I mean, you know, they threw. A, you know, uh, Greenville threw us a parade, and, and everybody, just the whole fans have, have been fantastic during that time. Uh, we'd go out to dinner. Uh, my wife now, my girlfriend back then, we, we'd we go out to dinner, and, and uh, it was, you know, people would come up to us, and, and we still have people come up to us. You know, people remember that season, and, and uh, I'm involved down here in Wilmington. I, you know, I go to the, the local Pirate Club. Uh, meetings here, and so uh, it's it still brought up quite a bit, and which I'm I'm happy to talk about it, and very proud. And but it, it, the fans just treat have, have treated all of us uh, very uh, special
0: through the years. Hunter, we appreciate your contributions and, and everybody on that ninety one team, and you'll never be forgotten. But I hope yeah. one day the day comes. Where we have a team to talk about that finally puts <laughs> that team as as a memory instead of everybody trying to live up to those expectations.
3: Hey, Kyle, I, I agree with you. I agree. I hope I hope that day is you know comes soon because I would love to see
1: it. Yeah. Before right. we let you go though, you know Hunter, Hunter made the trip to the big house, and uh, <laughs> what what was it like at the big house? First of all, what was the atmosphere like at the big house before we talk, talk anything about the game?
3: That atmosphere was good, you know. It was, uh, I, I will say, I, was, I came home, went up there with some buddies, and came home. Told my kids and my wife, they asked me how it was, and I said, You know, the tailgate was great. Uh, being in the game, uh, the, the fans that we were sitting around, we were sitting, um, fairly close to the field, and so we were surrounded by Michigan fans, and everybody was very polite to us. Um, tailgating people would come up and say you know hey welcome to the big house and uh welcome to ann arbor and and so they were good but you know obviously they they didn't feel threatened by us so they right. I mean, if we were all higher state they probably wouldn't be doing yeah, it, it would a
1: whole lot different
3: but the uh but, you know it was so so they everybody uh downtown ann arbor was nice the whole weekend we were there the one thing that i'll say and, and michigan fans will probably shoot me uh, but you know i it was a great experience to be there and say, "Hey, I've been to the big house." Um, but that field is just is interesting because when you walk up and you know we've put I played at some um, you know South Carolina. You walk up and you see that stadium, seat ninety thousand. I mean, you just see it coming up from the ground, and it's impressive. Even in McGreenville, I mean, you see our stadium is yeah. impressive. Virginia Tech because you see the you see the the stadium from the ground up. Yeah, there's or, dug
0: in the ground. There's
3: dug in the ground. And, I, you know, honestly, I did not realize that there there fields. So what you see when you come walking up to the uh, ground level are the four, is a four-story uh, press box. And that's what you see. It's looked like an office building. And so that's what you see. And uh, then you walk down into the hole, and then you're in that big fishbowl. But it's, I mean, it's impressive to be there with 110. But it just, it just didn't have the wow factor um, when you walk right. up to it uh, just because you didn't see it. You couldn't see how big it is.
0: Yeah, we had a Michigan uh, – I, I don't remember what publication he was from. He was some big writer. Uh, really nice guy owned from Michigan a few weeks ago. And uh, he he told us that in advance, that when we walk up to the stadium, we're going to be shocked that it does not look <laughs> big at all from the outside. And that you, you, what you described, when you walk down in it, then you see the size of it. But from the outside, it's not impressive.
3: Yep, yep, so. yep. Hey. But it was good. I mean, I'm glad it went, and um, I wish we could have. Um, you know, our defense looked looked good. Offense, I think, has got a little work to do. But yeah. uh, I think, you know, I think they had it. They'll be prepared this week against Marshall, and for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. Need to try to get a vic this weekend. Ain't nobody gonna be uh, taking any moral victories from the Marshall game. So this is uh, you know win or lose time. Yeah, but um stevie do you have anything else runner that,
1: that's that's it i just want to thank you thank you hunter for coming on uh we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come on and talk to us for a little while
3: no worries hey i appreciate you all three and thanks for having me on and i'll be glad to talk anytime
1: all appreciate right
3: it, hunter all right thank you guys appreciate it all thank right you. have a good one well stevie uh
0: we uh We'll do a couple more things here before we get the show over with. Uh, everybody stay tuned because everybody's favorite part of just another sports podcast is still to come. It's our top five. It's going to oh, be yeah. the top five favorite wide receivers in ECU history, which may be the toughest list we've done yet. Um, because there's, this, a there's,
1: there's a lot of honorable mentions. I'll put it that
0: way. Yeah, I didn't do as many honorable mentions sure. um, on mine. In fact, now that I look here, I see I did a top four. Uh, <laughs> I left somebody out. I don't know who uh
1: I had a tie. Today. I got I it. I got Stevie.
0: it. I see. I see who I left out. I see who I left out. It's actually my number one. I forgot oh, to put gosh. it up there. I I just mentally, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know. all right. So we'll go ahead and do that. Then we're gonna break down the Marshall game briefly. But uh, so we're gonna do this from five to one. So you are gonna start off at number five. My number five favorite wide receiver in ECU history, and he would be higher on the list because he did set the all-time receiving record. But he he, he can't be any higher because. Old Scotty Moe. He didn't play on very good teams at the end of his career. But uh, Zay Jones. Uh, Zay Jones obviously set the single season receiving record um, at um, at East or all time receiving record, whatever it was. He set the NCAA record. NCAA record, yeah, yeah, at East Carolina. Um, He broke Justin Hardy's record that had it before him. So number five on my list is Zay Jones.
1: He'll come up later in my list. Uh, Number five for me, favorite, favorite. Uh and I, I'll I'll put this guy there not just because of his performance at ECU, but he also, you know, my daughter, her first game or first ECU game was the Carolina 70 to 41 game. Mm. And we're walking around outside the stadium before uh the game. And this guy comes up and you know, you know, this is a this is a big game. You know, this is the, the Carolina game. So you wanna you wanna show out this. But Trayvon Brown came out in uniform wow. and took pictures sat dad took pictures with my daughter and, and you know she immediately became a big fan of him and i think he caught was it two touchdowns that day and we yeah were like, yeah. yeah
0: and trayvon brown's a guy that he, he completely flipped my damn mind steve i mean whole yeah, yeah i mean like,
1: he he you know we were you know the people that were with us and we were telling her i said you must have gave him a good been a good luck charm for him he caught two right there in order Right there, early in the game. Well, to, to be
0: fair, I think I called a touchdown pass in that game.
1: <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. Uh, what's his name, Kurt Bink- Binkert? You, you remember he was the backup? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw him on TikTok. He's on TikTok, and he does, like, he plays, like, Madden live, and he explains a lot of things on there. And uh, he was live the, the other night, and I put up there, ECU 70, UNC 41. He, he said, and he, he glanced over there and said, yeah. He said, I scored the last touchdown of that game. Said, he, did. Did. Yeah,
0: 70, sure he did. We won 70. And uh, yeah. he, he sure did. And would have been a great quarterback here. Ended up doing well at UVA. and played in the yeah. league for about two years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. unfortunately, injury. And then they fired rough. and All right. So, number four on my list. I got a guy who um, I remember. I believe it was the 90s. God, I, I'm horrible remembering years sometime. I believe it was the 97 season. At the time, he at the single-season receiving record for East Carolina, a guy who, who I remember always being a deep ball threat and just, just a ball hawk. If you got the ball near him, he was going to catch it. Uh,
1: so number four on my list is Troy Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know another Troy Smith. That's why that was always uh, kind of interesting for me to to see Troy Smith that day on the field. He was actually my basketball coach in, in uh, middle school. Um,
0: but a different one.
1: Yeah, you know, well, not, obviously, he he would, would obviously, I mean, yeah. he would be uh it would be pretty weird yeah. to see yeah a guy. Uh, you know, I, see, I
0: forget how much older you are than me.
1: <laughs> So number four, I got a tie. And uh and no not blow it, and I could have done it while he was in here, but he was one of them. I always thought he was the, the working man's receiver that year for that 91 team. Uh managed to to make some big plays when we needed it, big time plays when we needed it. Uh, scored that touchdown right before the half in the Peach Bowl, but Hunter Gallimore. And then on the other side is probably, uh, you know, I guess receiver slash kick returner, uh, Dwayne Harris. I mean, explosive. We had a lot of explosive players during that time, you know, between Dwayne and and Chris Johnson. I mean, and, but Dwayne would be tied for number four with me with Hunter Gallimore.
0: Yeah, two very good choices there. Uh, Dwayne will be coming up later on my list. In um, number, um, uh, where we at? Three, three. Number three here. I got a, a guy that um, became a hell of a man. Great, great high school football coach down in, down in Florida. Uh, played for the Miami Dolphins. Um, mm-hmm. the, the man who pulled the the yellow towel out of his pants and waved it around in the end zone against NC State in nineteen ninety six. Got a penalty, and Steve Logan never let it live it down. <laughs> one of my favorite wide receivers of all time, Mr. Larry Shannon.
1: Yeah, I, I was he trying to do like the Pittsburgh Steeler deal? Was yeah, he, I, to... he
0: he he just had it in his head he was gonna do that and it got the crowd hyped up, but we got a penalty for it, but it didn't matter. Well, anyway.
1: Uh my number three, and this is a guy No, had, no comments on Larry Shannon, you know Larry, Larry Shannon? Shannon, yeah. He was I mean, you pretty much said it off. I mean okay. if one of the you no, know, play with what the Dolphins and I believe the Raiders goes on to have a yeah. pretty good NFL career. Yeah. But you said it all about Larry Shannon. I mean, that that was – he was a big-time receiver for ECU. Yep. Number three for me, though. Um, and I – you know, you can tell I was I – was I've been a Pirate fan since, what, 82? 82. But that 91 team left a big impression on me. And this guy uh, – this guy, not just because – of how he played on the field. But, I, you know, got to talk to him on the, the final score on my other podcast, and uh, just a great guy. I mean, he's checked on. You know, when my wife was sick in the hospital, he called to check on me. He called awesome. to check on me several times. You know, You know, when I was sick with COVID, he called to check on me. Uh, I'm talking about Deion Johnson. I, awesome. I mean, and you know, only played two years at ECU, but uh, I think uh, he was one of the heroes. Of that Peach Bowl team of course the punt returned late in that game against NC State and the Peach Bowl would set up another score. But yeah, Dion, not just because of the player, because of the person and I uh, I I think a lot of Dion.
0: No, yeah, I, I like that that he called you uh about your wife and when you had COVID. That's uh that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Dion yeah. was very very electric player, big big playmaker. Um hey, what appropriate name, Dion, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, at not, not number prime time. Prime, yeah, not not prime time, but pretty damn near it. Um, n- 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 number two on my list is a guy who was a walk on. We had we had two other walk on receivers on the show tonight. Yeah, that ended up being a scholarship guy and set some NCAA records um, under the uh, under the um, Lincoln Riley offense in the slot. This dude was a beast, and that would be Mister uh, Justin Hardy. Justin Hardy, number two on my list.
1: Yeah. I- Justin is going to come up in just a few minutes with me, so I think I just gave away who my number one was. But anyway, uh, number two, you talked about him earlier, Zay Jones. I mean, you're talking about two guys that benefited greatly from that Lincoln Riley offense. Uh, you know, set set the NCA record for receptions, having a pretty good pro career. You know, Jack, he's up there in, in uh, what Jacksonville now, so. Yeah. Hopefully Trevor Lawrence can start hooking up for you Jacksonville fans. But uh yeah, Zay Jones is my number two.
0: Yeah, Tony actually just heard he was friends for seeing Punk and Fired him. Um <laughs> wrestling fans will get that, nobody else will. Um Yes, yes, yes. Uh n- number one on my list, in my opinion, uh and, and opinions vary, uh, the best football player I've ever seen in East Carolina, and that'd be Dwayne Harris. Um uh yeah. from a competitive standpoint, from a playmaking standpoint, from just individual effort standpoint, whether it was that receiver, uh, whether it was special teams, punt returner, kick returner, I uh, even used to running back a time or two, but uh, primarily a wide receiver. Uh, Dwayne Harris is, is I think, the best player in the history of ECU football. And I know a lot of people are going to turn their nose up and disagree with that, but um, he, he, he's got to be in the top 10, just period, best players to ever play here. Just a competitor, just relentless, and would always step up in big games.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, explosive and could do it so many different ways. I mean, and and you and and the professional team saw that too. Yeah. They saw that speed, they saw he could do so many different things. And you know, Dwayne Harris, when he got in the pros and and especially about kick returner, pump returner, he was always a threat to go all the way. And um, I mean I, I won't turn my nose up at what you said about about he could be the uh, best player in, in pirate history. I won't turn my nose up at. Hey, that can, you, can
0: you remember his hometown to tell me what wrestler is from his hometown?
1: Is he? Where's he from?
0: Well, you'll know. You'll know the other, You'll know the wrestler wants oh, to tell you the hometown.
1: Okay. Stone
0: Mountain, Georgia. Jake the Snake. You got it.
1: Yeah, of course. And who is your it's number not, one? True, TV? True. I think we already know. Just Justin Hardy. I mean. Uh, what a great story! A guy comes on as a walk-on, uh, gets a scholarship, and you know works his works his butt off, and gets that scholarship, and then goes on to to set the NCAA record uh, for receptions. And, and I honestly, to this day, when he went to Atlanta, when he got, I don't, I don't know if he got drafted or was signed by Atlanta. I wish he would have had a chance that first year to go to a team that didn't have so much depth at wide receiver. I mean, you had, you had Julio Jones, you had Roddy white, you had, and it was somebody else there too. He was always, and he was played a lot of special teams, but I would love to have seen him get a chance to be, you know, maybe in that, that wide receiver three or wide receiver two, uh, and work his way up. I think with his work ethic and and the way he could catch, I think he would he would have made a, a career for himself in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and he did, but I, I think it would have been a, a longer career. Oh yeah, it
1: would have been longer. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll uh, we'll do the audible mentions. I didn't do very many audible mentions on my list. I yeah, I, I just I, it would have went on forever. So I just, oh yeah,
1: well I'm yeah, I'm, I'm I, gonna yeah. narrow them down. Yeah,
0: I just did a I just did a couple here. Um Andre Allison. That's he, the one like despite, he'd have been he might have been my top five if it wasn't for him deciding he was just going, You know, this was before people sat out bowl games. Yeah. But he would have benefited us better if he'd have sat out that bowl game rather than just decide not to contribute like you did in Florida. Yeah. But so he he's on my honorable mention list. And uh, I could have, you know, all these other receivers that I could have named. I just added one more, and this is a personal favorite. Nobody else would have him on their list. Bobby Good, I love Bobby Good. Bobby Good, well, you know, the end of the John Thompson era, the beginning of Skip Holt's era, that O five season, besides Andre Allison. he was about our only receiver that was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) But no offense to anybody else that was on that O five team, but uh. You know, old, old Bobby Good, a, a white boy. You know, uh, the a fun facts here: he is the nephew of Rick Stockton I don't know how many people realize that, but uh, Middle Tennessee a coach. But um, right. old, old Bobby Good was was one of my favorite players. I, I loved the way he played the game. He, you know, he he didn't have breakaway speed, but if you got the ball near him, he would catch it. He, he had great hands.
1: Yeah. I'll just quickly quickly go through a, a couple of here. Uh, David Grayson, Damon Grayson was 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 a great one too. Um, Terrence Copper, Cop. Yeah,
0: we're both. We both may be remiss leaving Cop out of our list there. That's yeah, a, Clayton the Driver,
1: Clayton Driver. That's another one that that yeah. from that Peach Bowl team that do, didn't get his name called out a lot like. Uh, like uh, the rest of those guys, like maybe a Dion or Luke or or Hunter, but Clayton Driver was a big part of that uh, that offense as well.
0: Absolutely.
1: Bubba's naming off some. Uh, this will be a good one for you. I know you remember this guy, Mitchell Galloway.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I thought he was <laughs> coming on
1: the show tonight. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say that. You got you guys got to realize. All week we've been talking about Hunter Hunter coming on, and every time Kyle mentions. When we were talking about it, he said, uh, "Mitchell Galloway, you gonna get in touch with Mitchell Galloway?" And I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe I need to get in touch with Hunter maybe not with Galloway, maybe I do Mitchell. Maybe we need to call Mitchell Galloway. And you'll, you'll call Hunter Gallimore.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, anybody who's listened to this show long enough knows names are not my strength. I will get yeah. names mixed up. People confused. Uh, I know, obviously, know the difference between Mitchell Galloway and Hunter, Gall- and Hunter Gallimore, but yeah, just for whatever reason. Hey I was
1: I, it right then. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, Mar- he's got Marcellus Harris. Uh, yeah. Jason Nichols and Lamont Chapel, Lance
0: Ray, Lance Lewis. Um,
1: what about uh, Walter Wilson? That's a little, that's a little earlier, earlier pirates. That may be before your time.
0: E, yeah, I know the name, but could I yeah. say anything about it. Well, Well, if we're gonna talk about receivers before our, our time. We would be remiss if we didn't forget it to name Mr. Terry Gallagher. So, we're oh, talking yeah. about great wide receivers yeah. in ECU history. Yes. We got to talk yes. about from the Independence
1: Bowl. That, that's before my time, too, but uh. I, I just named guys that you know. I went from the '82 on,
2: right? Uh,
1: you know, you had the Adams, the Adams brothers too. Stefan, who goes on to, to have a uh, pretty good career in the NFL, and then Amos Adams was uh, was another one. I always remember the Adams brothers. There was three of them: Calvin, Stefan, and Amos that that played at ECU. I think it was three. I think all three were brothers. No, bubble you
0: know, would know that.
1: Bubble, you know that for sure.
0: Uh he he. If he don't, he'll know somebody that will.
1: I know two of them, at least two of them, were, bro- were brothers. Cam but, worthy had a short career. That's right, but he had two excellent games. Yeah, Virginia Tech and Florida. And yes, Birmingham.
0: That Virginia Tech game was, uh, it was Cam Worthy's show. Wasn't um, he the
1: one that got suspended before the AC uh, the Carolina game that year, the seventy forty one game?
0: that sounds right um stevie that sounds right um i i don't remember we had so many damn receivers in it didn't matter
1: see johnny Gardner's in here he named amos adams up here walter wilson uh i don't know who ll is lance lewis lance Lance lewis keith stokes and clayton drive
0: oh my god keith stokes yes uh (laughs) keith stokes only played two years here junior college player another great special teams player keith stokes with the with the goal ahead touchdown against Miami in ninety-nine, yeah, Keith Stokes definitely needs to be mentioned.
1: And I may be wrong, Bubba. Tell me if I'm wrong, but with Cam Worthy out, wasn't that why Trayvon was was uh starting that that game? I may I be wrong because he Bubba's up here, we hung seventy without worthy. So but yeah, wasn't Trayvon taking Cam Worthy's spot? I may be wrong on that. And that worked he, out pretty he, good.
0: Baby, we played so many receivers good. in we, those days. Like i remember brandon i remember guys like i think brandon bishop had a touchdown uh, the reception in that game um it was it, it was like i told you i i called a touchdown pass but i dropped it um, Yeah. so you know it was
1: dang goes deep first possession to trayvon on post route for six, first six points of the game so
0: there you I've go i've watched
1: that i watched that game several times
0: yeah no me too so
1: guys uh
0: um Bubba promoting Team Boneyard there. Yeah, Jeff. So join the team behind the team. Join Team Boneyard. Give to East Carolina's NIL if you want us to compete in, in this uh, new age of college football. We have got to, to have money for NIL. I have joined Team Boneyard. You can join for as little as $10 a month. You have to, hell, $10 a month won't even buy you a combo of McDonald's hardly anymore. <laughs> so uh, you might as well go pay some football players with it. Uh, so join Team Boneyard today. Join Team Boneyard. Today. Wait, wait. Yeah, Boneyard. Yeah, joint-team Boneyard today, easy for me to say. Stevie, <laughs> uh, Stevie uh, as we quickly uh, – we'll break down the Marshall game a little bit before we get out of here. Uh, Thunder and Heard coming to Greenville this weekend. They struggled with Albany out of the gates, um, looking yeah. very vanilla on offense. Um, think they were trying to get out of that game without showing their hand. Um, one thing we do know they have is their running back, Ali. He played against us in 21. He was injured most of last year, back this year. Uh, he's a hell of a running back. They like to go tempo. The, the big thing about them, if you can keep Ali in check, it slows their tempo down. But that's what they want to do. They want to run Ali, and they want to go tempo. Um, their defense is really solid. I think it's a tough matchup. I think it's a tougher matchup than people realize, not that anybody is overlooking Marshall. They are a three-point favorite. But, um, you know, I – I think the biggest difference between us and them is they know who they are. They have an identity. Yeah. We have not figured out who we are yet as a football team. Going to be playing two quarterbacks still. Uh, you know We're going to need to play really good on defense. We're going to need to, to play error-fee football on offense, which is going to be hard playing two different quarterbacks. And we're going to need to play well on special teams to come away with this win. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring ball game. Uh, most people do the over-under forty six. I know Matt's taking the over. He thinks we're going to score more points as well as Marshall. Uh, w- w- what do you see about this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, most people I look at, you know, Marshall's. I think they're favored by, what, three now? Yeah. So, uh, most people are thinking it's going to be like a 24-21 or 24-20 yeah. uh, game. Pick it whichever way you want to. Uh, I'm like you, Kyle. We, we've we got the our defense, and they're going to be up-tempo. Not good. Thankfully, it's not going to be as hot as it has been this week. So it will be 81 degrees at kickoff. Um, I think our offense is, is the key here. What we can do on offense, we've got to have some confidence from one of those quarterbacks. And, and, you know, granted, we were playing Michigan, the number two team in the nation last week. But still, you got to come out there, get, get, you, get the nerves out, and go ahead. And the running game at the end looked good maybe we need to lean on that running game a little bit more than we did and and let whoever's in that quarterback whether it's it's Garcia or Flynn you know get in get in the groove throw some short passes get in the groove and get his confidence up before we go deep on a, a little bit but uh, that offense is going to have to uh, play a mistake free game and our defense, defense played the way they did against the run last week. This I know Ali had 137 rushing yards last week against Albany. But I, I don't think, I don't think that, I think they can shut him down. Uh, Pass defense last week against Michigan, of course, you're going up against what uh, probably could be four or five All-Americans right there on the offensive line. Couldn't get much pressure. Uh that's a and that's a tough task for your secondary. When you don't get pressure, yep. that secondary can't keep running around when exactly. you got all day back there. But uh I think it's gonna be a competitive game. I am gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna go with the majority. Well, not majority, but I guess the minority. But the final score, I think ECU twenty four, Marshall twenty.
0: Twenty four twenty. I I'm not sure what the final score will be. I hadn't decided that just yet. I I I'm predicting an overtime. We've had we've had uh uh Three or four, I'm trying to remember, four overtime games in this series. GMAC Bowl, 08, 2011, 2012, all went to overtime. So I'm predicting a fifth overtime game in this series. Uh, I'm not sure what the score will be, but I'm predicting the Pirates win it in overtime. Big special teams play. That's I got a feeling whether it's a kickoff return right. for, for a touchdown, a block punt, or a long field goal, I got a feeling a big special teams play is gonna gonna going to come into play this week.
1: Our special teams played played great last week. They uh, did, and it was good yeah. to
0: see. That was our weak point last year, and uh, glad to see uh, coaching staff turn that around. Got to though when, when you when you when you don't know what you are on offense. You know, Logan used to always say to win a football game, you had to win special teams and something else, either offense or defense. Yeah, that was that was his yeah. philosophy. You had to win two of the two of the three phases of the game. So. You know.
1: That's the only thing that that bothers me about this. And and you know I listened. I, by the way, uh, listened to the entire game streaming. Uh, the Pirate Radio Network did a great job. It was a great first first game for that group. Uh, you know, no, it's not going to be Jeff Charles, of course, but. Uh, yeah, they did a great job doing doing the play-by-play. So, uh, Bubba's talking about Javis Bond has over 100 total yards of offense this week. Now, I'll tell you this. I agree. The end of the game, the third at, in the fourth quarter, he showed that speed. He showed that speed last week, and I think he's going to be a big weapon. That's why I'm saying maybe we need to lean on, on, on the running game <sighs> a little bit more at first.
0: I think we're gonna see a lot of two back this week. Um we saw some of it against Michigan. I think we're gonna see a lot of it this week. I think we're gonna see a lot of two back sets.
1: Bond had forty seven total yards on seven touches last week. So uh, Yeah it means he, he needs to be he, touching he the was, ball more. <laughs> yeah, he does need to get the ball more. So I think I think he's gonna he's gonna be a weapon we can use the rest of the year from what I saw uh against Michigan.
0: Yeah, and we and that running back room, that, that is one room that has some depth of so the fact that he got that much playing time as a true freshman. Week one shows how damn good he is, and he's going to be fun to walk to in East Carolina, hopefully for four years, but in this day and age, who knows how long. Never tell. Yeah. Well, Steve, you got anything else?
1: Uh No. I mean, looking – going to be there. First time I've been to a Pirate game in, in, a, couple, in a few years. Okay, uh, so because, you're going to be at the game Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. I, okay. I, me and my daughter will be there uh, uh Saturday. So, uh if you guys – See me around. I don't know if you recognize this ugly mug. But uh, if you see me around, be sure to come up and uh, talk to me. We'll talk some pirate football for a little while.
0: Yes, Stevie, I, um, I might uh, – I'll get with you off the air and see if we can't uh, get together at the game, hang out for a minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, I uh, But I look forward to seeing you Saturday at the game and the rest of Pirate Nation. Hopefully we'll have a good turnout. Weather uh, right now um, is down to a 30% chance of rain last of fall. Yeah. So let's Park hope that comes going down. Yeah. I want it to be completely cloudy with a zero percent chance of rain. That would be perfect. that would be nice. That would be perfect. Although a uh, little rain doesn't bother me when it's warm out, as long as it ain't a torrential a torrential downpour to feel good. Yeah. But uh, just bring your ponchos and, and, and come to the game, guys. Don't be let prepared. the weather... yeah. Don't let look... it's. We're not talking about monsoons or thunderstorms. We're talking about a little <laughs> rain. It's gonna be warm. Bring a poncho and have some fun. Um, yeah. So, Steve, if you ain't got nothing else, we'll wrap her up. Yeah.
1: And we'll let's be back. About, uh, yeah, let's well, talk I, about some of the o- some of the other shows we got going on. Do we got to. Year. All
0: right, there we go. We got sunny. <laughs> we got sunny and some. I thought that already happened. I,
1: yeah, that, I that was aired earlier tonight. tonight. They had their week two picks. Okay, so the week two picks. So go back.
0: That's in the archives. Sunny and Semenza week two picks. Uh, that is in the archives. You can check that out. Listen to it whenever you want to. Uh, we got the pirate preview. Um, that'll be tomorrow night. Um. Or did we do that last night? That was
1: Tuesday night. <laughs> you Tuesday had Keith now. Morehouse oh, from WSAZ-TV and Huntington. Yeah, I remember. I talked night. to him. I was on there. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was Mitchell Galloway. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, we had more hit on from uh from up in uh the television station there at Marshall. A uh, great guest. He's always a good guest. We've had him on several times. And uh, also, this has already happened. This is in I've our archives. Uh, we have, um, um, absolute empowerment. Jeff Connors show. At, it was, well, it was Monday night. You can check it out in our archives. T cop was on there and, uh, go back and listen to that uh, each and every week. Jeff Connors has a, has a great guest on check out absolute empowerment with Jeff Connors. And, uh, this week it was Terrence copper and a subscribe, please subscribe on YouTube. Um, like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe on Twitter or whatever you do on Twitter, X, whatever it's called. It's um, X. And we got TikTok. subscribe on TikTok, But, uh, Primarily YouTube, man. We we put up a. YouTube is a great place where a lot of people get this content. Um, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, you already know that. Um, if you listen to it on a podcast feed, we appreciate that. But uh, if you ever want a video feed, we are up on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely check us out and be sure to to share share with uh, everybody that you think's a pirate fan, or just if you're a sports fan. Be sure to share us yeah. with you. And, uh, get, get yeah. like, like, follow, comment, and subscribe, YouTube and Facebook.
0: Yeah, and I'll share a little more content. We got uh, episode two of The Coach's Kid came out this week, this past Monday night. We interviewed uh, the, the the daughter of Terry Holland, Kate. I think that was a fantastic oh, yeah. interview. Um, a great interview. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it. Uh, also, the previous week, the interview with Terry Bowden, son of Bobby Bowden. That's also up there, episode one of The Coach's Kid. And uh, Friday night, we have Martin County High School Football uh live here on the air, I believe it's a six thirty air time, Bubba. Correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, you know, I don't even know who they play. Um but you can uh, there the you go. There's kid. the coach's kid. But uh you, great episode with uh with, with Kate Holland Bainard. Baynard, I'm not quite sure how you say her last name. Bainard. Baynard, thank you. Bubba. There's Bubba's <laughs> voice out of nowhere. But, out of uh, nowhere. She, she was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Tremendous Greg, a lot of great insight on her dad and it's, it's really nice. What I, what I found, what I took away from that interview, I had a lot of respect and admiration admiration of Terry Holland, and it was nice to confirm that Terry Holland was the man I thought he was. Right.
1: I, I, how how much would you pay for a pair of those pants up there in that older picture? <laughs> no doubt. That was a thing back then, though. Check out the check out the coach sitting there on the sidelines with his suit too. Oh, man. Check that out is, that head full of retro, hair. Retro, retro, buddy.
4: Yeah, check out uh, Coach Holland's head full of dark hair there.
1: Look, I was watching, you know, when he was coach at Virginia, he was he was not well-liked in my house. My mom is a diehard Carolina basketball fan. And, uh, yeah, she would, you know, they, back in the days with Ralph Sampson, Othell Wilson. Othell Wilson was was – got my mom – as close to saying a, a cuss word as I've ever heard before in my life, so uh, yeah. But but he he instantly became uh, Terry Holland instantly became a, a good guy when he he transferred over to ECU. No offense to Virginia, but my mom I looked at him like, oh yeah, he's he's at ECU. Okay, I can I can I can deal with that now. I can deal with him now. He's a great guy. So it's funny how changing colors makes people think different things of people.
4: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And um, like Kyle mentioned we will have uh, martin county football on friday night so you know, at 6:40 i don't know what
0: happened with me there for a minute there but i could not do anything i was totally frozen but yeah, go ahead um,
4: it was saying your device for some reason was not uh, was not available to to reconnect as far as bringing you back on air but uh, we're good good to go now but um yeah 6:40 airtime as martin county is hosting southside the seahawks uh, coming to williamson and uh, Dave and Harold Robinson will have that call for you again six forty air time, seven o'clock kick off on Friday night I
0: thought Dave said somebody was filling in for this week, Bubba is that james?
4: I believe that was that was last week uh, when when he was headed to ann arbor but uh you you may be correct he may be um, not on the call on friday night he he may have somebody filling in for for him, but uh Last week, I know, uh, before the game got canceled, uh, w- when it looked like the game was going to be played Thursday night, he was on the road to Ann Arbor. So, Phil Willard was going to call the game with uh, with someone.
0: Okay. I, I, I'm perhaps not
4: sure. Coach Robinson. I can't remember.
0: Either way, just tune in Friday night if you want to hear Martin County football. Somebody yep. will be calling the game. So. All right, guys. Well, if we ain't got nothing else, uh, I'll uh, I'll wrap this thing up for – Stevie Fly, Andrew Bodenheimer, Hunter Gallimore, Mitchell Galloway, and Bubble (laughs) Rosenbaum. I am Kyle Barber, and this has been just another sports podcast here on the Sports Objective Network. Good night, everybody, and go Pirates.
1: See ya.